Welcome to Terrace House Mafia. I'm Nick. I'm Noelle. And we are going to talk today about episode 16 of uh, Terrace House Tokyo 2019-2020, which is entitled Orange Flavor First Kiss. <laughs> I was Noelle, expecting we, a kiss in We both episode. were. We both were. <laughs> I, I think any, any reasonable person was. And while we didn't get a kiss, we did get enough kiss talk that it 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 felt plausible that there might be one yeah the episode in itself was just as good as getting a kiss yeah exactly <laughs> well put um yeah the uh that whole cocktail making scene was, was a lot yeah it was a lot it was a lot but before we get to that i think we need to talk about there's so much to, there's so much to talk about there's a lot yeah there's that opening intro scene between emika and pepe where they are i guess they're yeah it's just the morning he comes out in his sweatpants and his his undershirt and tries to make some coffee with the induction thing can't do it because the tech's not ready <laughs> i have the same espresso maker and now i'm so glad that i got it because i'm being validated by an italian person. <laughs> that's, how, that's how i felt about the brand of pasta he bought <laughs> I was like, oh, Italians eat that? Sick. He made um, that like canned pasta sauce, like normal ass oh pasta looks so good. <laughs> I had to like pause the episode, go downstairs, get like some string cheese and come back. That shit made me so hungry. String cheese. Really enjoyed Yamachan's and the whole panel really. The the peanut gallery's analysis of the scene where Pepe is hearing about Ruka's uh broccoli pasta thing and is being so sweet about it yamachan like turns to camera one and is like listen pepe it had no flavor he erased the rich culture of your homeland with a single dish it's fucking poetry i'm sorry it's just so good um another thing that stood out to me from the first five minutes of this episode the bike ride to work the sink they the, they played a fucking vampire weekend I, song over his i took a note of that too i was freaking like a, out it was like a popular Vampire Weekend song too. It wasn't. It wasn't a deep cut. Yeah, that was like, it, yeah. And there's also a battle song later in the episode that I recognize. But yeah, they played Unbelievers by Vampire Weekend, which is like a famous ass song. I continue to be blown away by the the quality of soundtrack they're able to afford licensing I, it in Japan. I can't even imagine how shitty the U.S. music is going to be compared I, to the I, Vampire Weekend. Well, luckily, <laughs> you get to unwrap one present early on Christmas Eve, and for us, it's figuring out what shitty sound alike vampire weekend song they used in the american version that's there you go if you're looking for a reason to if, if it's after december 24th you're listening to this and you're looking for an excuse to uh watch the japanese version the soundtrack alone you just the, the caliber of music you're getting is it's like going from the youtube audio like region free music library to like a a, a 40 billion dollar budget movie <laughs> actually though <laughs> yeah um but we learned a lot about about pepe's backstory this episode we, we got did. to see him at work stuff like that he seems really wholesome i like him a lot more now i mean i never not liked him but mm -hmm. i like the casual pepe yeah the casual pepe <laughs> yeah. um i had the same thought i pretty quickly in this episode i i wrote down like i like this guy <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean I, I wonder how much like the camera work and the way that they frame him affects how we think about him. Mm -hmm. But they framed him as very wholesome. And they had kind mm -hmm. of like the nature like in the background while he was bike riding. And like that always warms you up to people. 
Oh, totally. It was very charming. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is an interesting tension between the fact that he says he's here to break stereotypes about Italian men being players, and <laughs> the and then on the other hand, the fact that he's like clearly the most suave motherfucker in this house. <laughs> Talk about oh, I'm working on a manga where a guy has to go on a date with a Japanese girl, but I don't know what to write. What's your ideal first date? All of you, all the girls now in once tell me like. That is the that is the four dimensional chess of Terrace House. I it's like know. a season of Survivor where somebody comes on who you can tell has been watching Survivor for fifteen seasons, so he's like really good at it. It's so it's so insanely strategic. <laughs> the the fucked up thing is that this is probably just how he actually is. Like he that's the thing. He's not. I, 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 I mean, I think that that what is your ideal first date is like to say that this early in Terrace House. I do think he's fishing for, um for date ideas with each of these girls. Cause like, there's no way if he asks any of these girls on a date, there's no way he's not implementing that info. Oh yeah, definitely. And but I'm at the sure same time, all of them, <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> Maybe not Haruka. Who knows? Actually, you know, what's funny. The peanut gallery was like, Oh, I don't think Haruka's into him. And then the very next scene we get is their like little, we get to see bartender Pepe, very sexy. I might add. I know. Bartender I know. Pepe making her this sophisticated ass, peeled peach cocktail i think that was voted like the drink of 2019 actually yeah there's some weird marketing involved with the aperol the spritz yeah it's a that's a that's a more of a marketing win than an actual (laughs) you should read up you would find it very interesting in your in your line of work i I will i will look it up yeah damn like he just shows up and makes you an aperol spritz like you can't complain hell no hell no and with the with the peaches she brought him and the freshly i did notice though she was like hey do you want me to peel these peaches for you and he's like oh yeah if you wouldn't mind and she was like do you usually eat the skin within <laughs> europe and he was like uh no but i was like okay but i do is that weird <laughs> uh i wonder if he eats the skin on like peaches in europe versus peaches in japan because yeah. the skin is different <laughs> oh really yeah but I don't know. My mom literally like peeled my grapes for me when I was a kid. So I can't even <laughs> throw an opinion in here. Okay. Man, this whole watching him cook. I, when I was in Japan this most recent time, a friend of mine, she stays in a in a share house with like 12 other people. Whoa. It's like this it's it's this huge share house in I don't want to say where, but in Tokyo and there's a bunch of people in it and like uh, like half of them are Japanese, half of them are like foreigners, some of them are students, some of them are working. She literally, the way when we walked in the door, she told me, she was like, this place is basically Terrace House. And she's Whoa. not wrong. Like there's a what? huge communal living area where everybody hangs out. It was like, it was probably the most memorable thing that happened to me this trip. It was so, so Terrace housey. And one of the guys in the house um, made like pasta for everyone when we were all drunk mm-hmm. and it was it, it he was not italian it was in a like <laughs> actually wait i think he was an australian dude but it was so fucking good that it like it, it was the highlight of my night for sure pasta it was, like, when you're drunk is next level like i can just eat it no no sauce and it's so good right this was like he, he was like oh it's like oh sorry guys i only have like ingredients i got it at, at like family mart and i'm like bro i'm not <laughs> complaining this is this is fire um but just i only say that to say that somebody making pasta for you is so intimate and can sway your opinion on a person yeah and i just think that he's but but somehow all these things should be annoying they're not i still trust him <laughs> i still don't think he's like He's not setting off any bad vibes radar for me. I don't no, think he's manipulative. I'm, I'm with you. I think he's, mm-hmm. I trust him for some reason. He could be a serial killer. 
No, he's not a serial killer. <laughs> Statistically, only one in six people is, and that's fucking Ruka, because we saw his drawings, and that's what his, like, a murderer would draw. Like, schizo- like fucking <laughs> Ruka is crazy. Ruka is an insane person. He has the drawings that like a child in a horror movie would draw right before you find out that they're seeing ghosts or something. It's so fucked up, and it's and more fucked up than the drawings is the fact that he thought that those were good chill drawings to show a girl on like day one. What is wrong with this kid? Honestly. I screamed when I saw it, but then I screamed louder when Pepe compared him to Picasso. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so, so diplomatic. He's like, wow, man, Ruka is like on he's a next level, man. He like, you know, just like a, a truly amazing art. Anyone can be a good artist, but it takes a truly amazing artist to intentionally make your drawings look this shitty. And it's like, mm, I don't think that's what's going on, homie. I think that He's like, wow, he's really captured this childlike wonder. I'm like, yeah, wait till you talk to him. (laughs) That's what he's like. It's not a bit. He's actually a baby. Ruka needs that benefit of the doubt, though. Ruka needs a fucking padded room is what he needs. I think it just comes down to, like, parenting, like, maybe lack of education. Like, I'm I'm worried. He's got three moms and two dads in this house, so I don't know what the problem is. Oh. Plenty of parents. Um, Ruka is a lunatic. Those drawings were so fucking scary. They weren't like <laughs> they weren't just like oh, it looks like a child drew like a boxy car and a little dinosaur. He was drawing like it was like a it was like a five year old doing a crayon drawing of a guy like crying blood. The blow was like going off one side of the page and coming back on the other as a demon. It was so fucked up. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I want him to just keep coming out with all a bunch of artwork. Same, same. If he had a, if he had an art Instagram, I'll never follow uh, Kenny's shitty art Instagram. But if Ruka makes one, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Put that on a um, shirt, man. <laughs> I would wear that. Okay, so which was scarier for you, his drawings or his? Oh, I wrote your name in cursive, and I found my name oh, among the letters. My God. Like, which is creepier? It's hard to say, but which is creepier? Um, I think it's the name. Yeah. I, I'm worried. I'm genuinely worried. I'm Dude, like, how it gets worse every episode. It does, and and e- e- even Emika, who like is <laughs> now, we we know for a fact that she's polite and and non confrontational. She she's like probably the most shy person. She was like, he was asking her, not just asking her, but asking her repeatedly. So, what do you think? What do you think of my drawings? <laughs> what do you think? And she like was she visibly didn't know what to say. Um, I think he needs a therapist. I'm worried. Does he think the the? I feel like we're really being mean, but. <laughs> I, we're not. We love him. This comes from a place of love. Yeah. Does he think that I wrote your name in cursive and found my name among the letters is like romantic? Maybe. Like, would a that sounds like maybe someone in a like a shoujo manga would say that? But like, when a human who you met two days ago says it to you, you're like, oh, I'm calling nine one one. It's like he, right now. he doesn't realize that he's like verbalizing his thoughts. Maybe. Right. I totally. That's that's exactly what it feels like. Like he. His internal narrative of like, ooh, I might be developing a crush on this person doesn't stay internal. It externalizes the instant he feels it in the form of, I wrote your name in a book 15 times and drew hearts all around it and left it on the table for everyone to see. <laughs> it's, she does it's not so know what to out. do. She, she just does not know how to react. And I it's, and it's it also either. It's also the most... I've uh, speechless. I've ever seen the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah, dude. doesn't uh, Tokui rest in peace? Tokui opens the peanut gallery scene with that was unfathomable. 
that's how it was translated and i'm like like that is yeah i like how they, they made were, it a collective joke where they were all like please do not make us comment on this yeah it, at a certain point it's it is just shooting fish in a barrel yeah it, it's fucking <laughs> the, the metaphors were so brutal though yamachan was like emika fell into his trap she stepped in and found nothing but a hellscape <laughs> they resorted to stranger things to just explain yes. duka right that reference was great um tokui talking about it's like finding an interesting closet and then there's a corpse inside oh my god nuka what's going on dude what's going on he's just picasso baby it's true picasso was misunderstood like him he was uh speaking of picasso fucking pepe is out here with his fucking herman miller you notice he got this little custom Got himself a little air on or something. He brought his own chair to the dining table. I know. I love that, though. That's, that's so awesome. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> he seems pretty genuine so far. And his manga is pretty beautiful, too. Do you agree with the panel? So the panel was saying, they were talking about how, how Haruka doesn't seem interested at first blush. And and somebody on the, on the peanut gallery made the point that we haven't seen him in quote-unquote model mode yet. Oh. I mean, I thought we did when he first appeared. He was yeah, in well, like a suit or like a blazer. True. Yeah, I wonder if we will ever see him in in sicko mode, in model mode. But yeah, I guess like in front of the camera, like with everything, like hair did. Maybe I mean, like we saw how like Ruka and some of the other cast members kind of gussy themselves up when they go on a date. So if and when he gets a date, which oh. by, by my estimation is going to be in probably t minus zero point five episodes, um, at this rate. We'll get to see model mode Pepe. I want him to just be shy, honestly. Yeah? I you want if that him, so the model mode Pepe. It might not. It might not be something that we ever see. Like maybe he never chooses to dress that way unless he's paid to. So what do you think he wears on a on a first date then? Oh. I don't know. I kind of liked his just like sweatpants, like mm-hmm. work fit, like I would want that look. Yeah, that was that was really cute, and the and the the ladies in the peanut gallery commented on that too. Yeah, but because when he was in his like blazer fit when he first started, he just he reminded me of like a bro. Yeah, he seems a little smarmy, but then when he's when he's just in a undershirt and gray sweatpants, he looks like a boyfriend. Exactly, it's way cozier, and it, it's more fitting with the person he seems to be based on what yeah. we know about him so far. Exactly. Um, hey. Shouts out to Tara's house for sending a whole ass camera crew to film <laughs> Yosuke watching the like Hanabi alone by himself. I wanted to cry. That was, it was so fucked up. It was so beautiful though. Like the camera work was so good. It totally maybe that's why they used it, honestly, is they had like three minutes of incredible fireworks B-roll, which is probably a hard thing to film. And they were like, we gotta use this. Cause that scene went on forever. Yeah, they they didn't like there was no words. I don't know if there was music even. And it Dude, was it felt like fireworks. It felt like a scene from Joker, honestly. <laughs> oh I feel like he's gonna go like shoot some people immediately afterwards <laughs> and paint his face like a clown. I like how he went too. I'm like, did you go because you got paid to go or were you gonna go anyways? Because that's kind of like sadistic. Yeah, it's there's an interesting tension there between in our in the fiction of the of the audience he's alone but in reality he went with three camera people <laughs> and just and and that's why it seems in these shots of him just grinning and smiling watching the fireworks i'm like this is fake <laughs> you're not if you were alone right now if you didn't know you were being filmed you would not be grinning ear to ear no but haruka was grinning as she rejected him i don't know if you noticed that but she just yeah, like just... had a wide smile i was like is this real this is scary 
she is scary she continues to be scary let's not let ruka's outwards uh surface level terror terrifyingness <laughs> dissuade us from our long-held theory that haruka is is crazy because she is everyone's just crazy in this house it seems like it seems like one's crazy also speaking of that speaking of haruka's specific strain of crazy um we already know she likes dudes who are taken so if my theory pans out about emika and pepe mm-hmm. you know she's gonna she's gonna suddenly be very interested oh, that's true i forgot about this yeah i'm rubbing my, I'm rubbing my hands together i'm excited yeah i'm ready for the, the fucking drama i know it better happen because last so, time we were like oh everything's happening and then nothing fucking happened Shh, i know better actually happen i agreed so what else what else is in this episode there's the pool scene oh yeah the pool scene and then and then kaori oh kaori and shohei had a very yeah, personal so the whole- talk very the whole last half of this episode was actually dedicated to a subject that is near and dear to my heart that i referenced on the last episode of terrace house mafia which is the phenomenon of them watching this show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it opened the first time it happens is carrie says like what 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 triggers it i think haruka says that she feels like carrie sometimes says things to people that is what they want to hear or like she tries to minimize conflict yeah mm-hmm. and and Kaori says wow that, especially after hearing what shohei said to you in a previous episode about preferring someone who's a straight shooter that's not who i am so it pained me to hear that mm-hmm. which is the opposite of what haruka is saying by kaori bringing that up because she's now suddenly being very open about her feelings if that yeah makes sense. right right right. yeah mm-hmm. it is just interesting to see an identity crisis brought on <laughs> among one of the, the cast members by the show itself and what they've heard this yeah. is just what we were talking about last episode yeah. like th- her hearing these private conversations that she wasn't privy to in real life mm-hmm. because she watches terrace house that that's fascinating to me yeah. and, and it and it kind of leads into that that conversation with Shohei in the final scene that I think you were you were referencing. The fact that they decide to bring that aspect into the show gives it so much more depth than it would have if they didn't. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a there's a version of this where they edit around it or they instruct the members to never talk about what they see on Terrace House. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it's it would be tempting to produce a show that's a little more quote unquote pure where they're not Definitely. watching the, their own show mm-hmm. but this feels more honest and, and honestly 10 times more interesting than pretending that they're actually in a sealed containment unit <laughs> where nothing gets in or out exactly yeah and like them shohan kaori like bringing up things they heard from their mutual friends about like a potential engagement or a girl yeah that was crazy yeah which we didn't get to hear about that through the show so. no not at all and, and actually another line from that exact moment the the thing that leads into that conversation in the in the lounge area, mm-hmm. the playroom, Curry says, "Hey, there's something that I know you'll hear when the episode airs, so I'm gonna tell you now because I don't want you to find out that way." Yeah, so real. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a weird and it's it's actually very propulsive in terms of the drama. Mm-hmm. Like, this if if. If there wasn't going to be a recording of every interesting conversation Carrie had coming out every week, she might sit on this secret crush forever. Mm -hmm. But because she knows that in eight weeks or less, it's going to be uploaded to Netflix, she's like, I better be the one to tell him or else he'll find out from a TV show and I know how that feels and it sucks. Dude, how character building is that? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it forces them to have these pretty frank conversations. And then Cody, I mean, not Cody, Shohei saying, I sleep with a ton of people. 
Was he joking or not? I couldn't read it. I do not think he was joking. Because <laughs> <laughs> she laughed like it was a joke. But he's like, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't have a girlfriend. I sleep with a ton of people. To paraphrase an old episode, I smash tons. <laughs> I smashed tons. basically what he said. No, I think he's being very truthful. And I mean, all you can do is laugh there. So... Right. What, do you, what are, what are you going to do? <laughs> so what was your takeaway from that conversation then? Where do you think it left off with those two? Um, I feel like there's sexual tension now. I do want them to hook up. And that's truly mm. all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I honestly, the idea of a, of a Kaori Shohei relationship had kind of fallen off my radar until now. Same. I mean, they're so fundamentally different totally they're a bad couple like he he overvalues being frank and saying things that are fucked up that he should probably (laughs) keep himself and she kind of undervalues being honest and being frank and being straightforward so there's this like this imbalance there that i think is what led to i mean this this conversation started off as an apology and almost a, a mini fight and then ended with a we should go get drinks sometime but i feel like that's almost not romantic but like you know, they're never going to actually work for each other, but, like, all the more so they should go have drinks. Yeah. Opposites attract you know? or whatever. And it's it's also nice seeing someone just straightforwardly ask somebody else out. It's been a few episodes since we've had that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I'm, Terrace House is in such a good spot right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm having so much fun watching these episodes. I, like, can't wait to jump into the next one. I know. I'm immediately going to watch the next one. <laughs> Hell yeah. But shit. All right. That was great. Another banger. Yeah, truly. Orange flavor first kiss. OFFK. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening to Terrace House Mafia. Uh, if you want to watch the episodes in real time as they air week to week in Japan, you can go to nordvpn.org. Thank you. nordvpn.org slash Terrace? Yes. It's been a minute. Thank you for confirming. Uh, and you will get a significant percentage off uh, and the first month free. So that's what we use to watch the show early, and I recommend it wholeheartedly. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommended. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll do this again. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>